Hello, and welcome to the Abundant Attraction Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Wilkinson, also known as the Queen of the Quantum Leap. As a manifestation and business coach, I help women activate their magnetism, consciously manifest and intentionally quantum leap their business while earning abundantly. After quitting my nine to five during the global pandemic, I was able to build a magnetic six figure online business in less than a year at the age of 22. I'm all about attraction over hustling and here you'll learn how to play in the quantum, collapse time and achieve results that completely defy logic. So are you ready for your next quantum leap? Let's dive straight in. Hello everyone, welcome to today's impromptu live. I wanted to pop on here because I've been having some really interesting conversations lately with friends and clients and family members. And I thought that it's actually really, really relevant to a lot of you guys, especially in entrepreneurship. And today it's really going to be all around are you your dream client? So often when we look at our business and you know we do the whole client avatar and understanding the demographics and psychographics, we can get really specific and focused in on who it is that we want to serve and making sure that we understand their traits and their qualities and that we're really targeting our ideal client. And you know that I often talk about embodiment and how you know we need to be a match for our ideal client. But what a lot of people forget is that everything in our reality is a reflection of what it is that we are broadcasting. And for you, in order to be a match for your ideal client, you also need to be an embodiment of your dream client. The expectations that you have for your dream client need to be the same expectations and standards that you hold for yourself as well. Otherwise, there's incongruency there. And so it's the same thing when it comes to money, right? We often look at, well, how do I feel about things? But your perception about yourself can also be hidden in your perception of other people. We don't just experience the world as it is. We experience the world as we are. And so sometimes you might feel like you have the best mindset in the world and that, you know, I'm clean, I'm clear, I've got pristine energy. And then you're going out there and you're judging people and then you're complaining and you think you have a good money mindset. And then you're going out there saying that is so exorbitant and expensive and you want clients to go invest in you and yet you won't even invest in yourself. So we need to be really clear around, we don't also exactly know who it is that we are going out there and attracting, but looking deeper within. Am I actually embodying the standards and expectations that I am setting for my ideal client? 
So we've got so many people on here today. Hello, Claire Wood. Hello, Callie. Hello, Izzy or Lizzie, sorry. Hello, Paige. Hello, Punya. Just sent you an email. Hello, Jai. Hello, Morsum. Hello, Parenting Pillars. Hello, Natalie. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'm so excited for this conversation today because it really creates more expansive awareness. Our ego often, well, it never really wants to blame us. Our ego doesn't want to take self-responsibility responsibility. And so instead, it'll use external people and factors in order to project its own insecurities onto. And so if you feel like you're unaware of where you could expand more, look at the way in which you perceive other people because your perception of others, you will pick out and decide to perceive others in a way that reflects actually how you perceive yourself. So Punya says, to what extent do you embody the energy of what you want and to what extent you take action in the real world? So this is the thing, right? A lot of people think action and embodiment are two separate things. And I had a very similar conversation today in um, my coaching call inside my program, Becoming the Coach of Energy versus Strategy. Are there two different things, feminine versus masculine? All of this action and energy are one and the same. You cannot embody your um, higher self or your version of you that want what you want to quantum leap into without taking action. So for example, in my program, becoming the coach, we have really been focusing on, okay, you need to embody the version of you who is an industry leader. Now, not I'm going out there and taking action as a newbie coach, because that's going to attract that reality to you. You need to be a clear channel that is broadcasting the frequency of an industry leader. So in order to embody an industry leader, you can't just sit on the couch all day and make half-hearted posts and, you know, not sell and think you're going to become an industry leader. You have to take action as an industry leader. You have to create content as an industry leader. You have to show up. You have to do the work. You can't bypass the action. It just doesn't work. If you are not taking the action of your embodied self, then you aren't actually embodying your desire. And the action's going to look different for each person. It doesn't mean a million dollars. Okay, I have to hustle so hard. No, the action could be walk to the news agency and buy a lotto ticket and you become a millionaire, right? But you need to understand that energy is like the 80%, but there's going to be 20% still left that you need to take the action in order to fully embody, right? So in order to embody the version of you that already has it, it requires action. Because if you're not taking action, how are you embodying her? So you could sit and say, you know what? My dream is to lose weight and to gain muscle. And I'm going to get into the best shape of my life. I'm going to use Katie's tips on embodiment. Let me just oh, do some like, activation. And I'm going to fully embody the version of me who has the best body of my life. But then you don't go work out. It's not going to happen. Maybe you're going to see some slight changes on a physical level because people have done that before. But if you want to embody the version of you that has the best body of your life, you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to go to the gym, change your diet and do all of that. So it is the same thing for 
your business. It is the same thing if you want to become an industry leader. You need to post the content. You need to sell. You need to show up and you need to do the work. And it doesn't have to be hard. You know what to do because the version of you inside of the quantum is already there and she's taking that action and the action feels easy. So yes, you, action is part of the embodiment equation, but I don't sit and think what action do I need to take coming from the mind and the ego because that isn't fully aligned. That's coming from logic. We don't lead with logic. You lead with logic, you create linear results. I need to lead from magic. I need to lead from the unknown. I need to lead from my intuition because that creates quantum results. And so I never start with strategy or action. I start with embodiment. When I tap into that embodiment and my frequency starts to shift, I start to actually access the alternate reality that's there inside of the quantum. I have direct access to the Katie who is a multimillionaire. I have direct access to the version of me who has and is everything that I desire now. Tapping into her, I have direct channel and I can actually ask her and understand what is the action that I must take. And then from that place, I take the action. Do you see the difference? Rather than I think I need to take that action to what's feeling good. Because then you go into the path of least resistance, right? When you go into the path of least resistance, you do minimal action, but you get maximum results. When you take action from the mind, it's not often the path of least resistance. There's a lot that you need to do because in society we're taught, let's say you want to become a millionaire. Go to school, go to college, graduate, get a job, work hard for this many years and then get it. Or intuitively, you could be like, oh, I want to invest in this thing and that investment overnight gets you a million dollars. Or, oh, I want to start this business and in two years, you've made a million dollars. Logical action often creates lengthier timelines. Embodied action, when you embody it, you receive the download of the action that takes less time because when you are embodied, you're in the present moment. When you're in the present moment, there is no time. So the universe guides you to the action that collapses time the quickest because the amount of time that it takes for you to manifest is the amount of time it takes for you to become an energetic match. If you become an energetic match right now, the universe will give to you the action piece, which takes the least amount of time, and then that will collapse. And so that often doesn't make sense. Like it's not, okay, you do A plus B and it equals C. It's not like that. I've taken action that totally didn't make sense and I couldn't predict it whatsoever, but it got me incredible results. An example of that was, you know, I rarely kind of comment on other people's content because I try not to consume too much and more on this content to create as a leader. But um, sometimes I, I do feel called to comment. And so I follow that. And there was this one post where I commented something and I included something personal. I had no intention really of like, I want to gain clients or anything like that. I just went out there and commented on this post. From that one post, I got lots of people follow me and I got like three people end up signing up as a private client from that one post. My mind, my ego couldn't have known that if I commented on that post, that'll lead to all of these followers and then you know maybe $15,000 in private clients. I didn't know that. I couldn't predict that. I didn't even know when I was taking that action, but I was an energetic match for receiving private clients because that was what I was embodying. And then the universe guided me to the action that created the least resistance. And so then that was the commenting. And that's why in the way that I teach my clients to run their business, it isn't 
it isn't logical because you cannot predict. If you can predict, you're not operating in the quantum because you're operating off of the um, predictable past, which has already happened. You have to be able to operate in the unknown. And this is where we create magic, right? Magic comes from the unknown. Magic comes from the uncertainty. And this is the path in which I like to create business to create results that really help you defy logic. So I absolutely love that question. If you guys have any other questions that you want to ask me, then pop them into the comments. I'm also recording a podcast episode right now. So this will be uploaded later on to my podcast. But back to what I was um, talking about, you know, being your dream client and being able to make sure that you are embodying that some certain things that might come up. So I had a conversation today with someone who was trying to find this service and she was inquiring for quotes and she said, wow, this is so expensive, right? I can't believe this is so much. This is such an expensive price. And I said, oh, like, let's just reflect and look at that. Is it truly expensive? What about you and your services? What if you were offering that service? How much would you charge? What about your coaching that you charge thousands of dollars for? Is that expensive? What is cheap and expensive? Personally, for me, I never use the word expensive anymore because I truly have understood and kind of peeled back all the layers to what money is. Money is just energy. It's just like air. There's no, you know, better or worse or whatever. It's all the same. A million dollars and one dollar is the same. I, though, was raised actually um, in a family that was quite frugal. And so we were often looking for deals and this and that. And I did hear things. I never really heard the word, we can't afford that or the phrase, but I often heard things like, you know, this is too expensive or this is ridiculous pricing. We need to find a cheaper option or let's find a discount. And that embedded itself into my brain of like, what are the certain standards? But there actually are no standards. Cheap and expensive are purely just subjective ideas and perspectives. And to me, the word expensive isn't expansive. So I decided not to use that word anymore. And I actually realized that, well, in fact, anyone can charge whatever they like as long as it is aligned to them. To me, there really is no such thing as expensive. What is expensive? You know, Chanel has $10,000 handbags. You can buy cars that are $200,000 or you can go to Walmart and there are things that are a lot cheaper, right? There is no expensive or not expensive. It's just that person is deciding to put on that price tag. As long as it is aligned to them, then that's great. But when you start labeling things as expensive and exorbitant and ridiculously priced, you're also reflecting onto yourself about your own pricing, right? So for me, I value everyone's pricing. If I'm not, you know, ready at this moment to maybe invest, or maybe it's, you know, outside of the range that I deciding I want to invest in, right? I don't use the word expensive. I'm very um, intentional with the way that I like to speak when it comes to money. So instead of saying, oh, this is expensive and ridiculous and exorbitant, I will say things like, oh, it's just not something that I want to pay right now, or it's not in the price range that I'm deciding that I want to spend, or this is, you know, just not in a line with what I want to spend. It's not that it is expensive or like they're charging too much. It's just a personal decision that that's not how much that I want to spend. Do you see the difference? Expensive makes it like, makes it out like, okay, this is out of my range. I just can't afford it versus I'm choosing not to pay for that. There's a difference. When you use a different word to expensive, it's almost like you're taking back your power and saying, that's a decision. 
I'm making a decision that I'm not investing into that versus I can't afford because it's too expensive. So expensive can be like a word that's often rooted in scarcity. And so I no longer use that. In fact, now I'm so abundant with my money. I value everyone's price point, whether you're charging a dollar, whether you're charging $100,000, whether you're charging a million dollars, right? I value that. I really now truly believe that if you're offering a service, you can never really put a, a genuine price point on that. Like it is invaluable, right? I spend so much on myself, on investing myself, not just in coaching. You know, I've invested over $100,000 since starting my business and I'm not even two years into my business on coaching and personal development alone. But I also invest in, you know, I have a personal trainer that I see twice a week. I have massages, I get facials, I get um, manicures and pedicures, and I go to the chiropractor and I truly value how much money that these people are charging. And I think, of course, it is worth it. I see a kinesiologist and I've also told the story how, um, I actually paid my kinesiologist 40% more than what she charged because I truly saw the value in that. I'm often tipping. I rarely, if ever, ask for discounts. I truly believe that people are valuable for the price that they are charging. And that's my different perspective now when it comes to money. And so that also reflects back onto me. If I'm going around saying other people's pricing are expensive and exorbitant and ridiculous, then how are other people going to perceive me? Do I want other people going out there saying it's super expensive and complaining that I can't afford and asking for discounts? No, that's not a vibe that I want. I know obviously that I'm going to be too expensive for some people. I'm also going to be too cheap for some people. That is the natural range when it comes to pricing. There's always going to be someone who says you're too much and someone who says you're not enough. And that's the thing. Pricing is just an energetic decision and you need to own that. You need to claim that. But if you're going around saying other people are expensive, then what's the energy that you're going to attract back when you assume how people are going to perceive you as well? right? So that's not the energy that I want to create. I'd rather have a more expansive outlook on things because otherwise, are you thinking you're expensive? Do you really own your own pricing, right? If you're not willing to invest X amount into something else, how do you expect other people to invest into your private coaching? So this is another um, conversation that I was having with someone today. They said, well, I you know, charge thousands of dollars for my private coaching containers, but I don't want to invest more than $1,000 for coaching myself. And I said, reflect on that. There's nothing necessarily wrong. I don't believe that you need to invest in order to succeed. I don't think it is a non-negotiable, but do I think that it is absolutely incredible? Yes, I truly do. And so with that, I was just asking her, how do you truly feel? If you're not willing to invest more than $1,000 in someone else, but you're asking for like $5,000 for your private coaching, is there possibly incongruency there? Because what are the standards that you are holding for your clients versus the standards that you're holding for yourself? Your clients can feel your energy. Even if you don't you know, say it out loud, they are going to really be able to experience um, and, and communicate with you on that energetic level. And so if you're not embodying a dream client who wants to invest and values pricing and, you know, pays 
in full and doesn't have, you know, ask for refunds and all of this, then that's what you are going to attract. And so it's just noticing not only are you open and available for receiving your dream client, are you your dream client? How do you show up? And not just as a client in coaching, but as a client in so many areas of your life. We are clients every single day. Every single day when you do your shopping, when you go to the grocery store, you are a client. When you go to a restaurant, you are a client. When you go to the gym, you are a client, right? So what type of client are you? And are you actually you know, stepping into and embodying the expectations that you have for your clients. If you want people to invest and not have objections, are you the same client? Do you actually invest? Because personally for me, how can you ask other people to invest in you when you refuse to invest in yourself? It doesn't really make sense, right? If you don't trust yourself to invest, how can you expect other people to trust in themselves to invest in you? I don't believe that you can only charge what you've paid for. I don't believe in that. Some people have this, there's a strange messaging going around that you can only charge $10,000 if you invested 10,000. No, it's not like that. It's not transactional. It has to be equal. It's just, are you embodying? If you're not deciding to invest, make sure that you're doing that from a place of abundance rather than scarcity, purely because there is absolutely no desire in you to invest at all. If you want clients to pay up front and make sure that they are, you know, pay in full or at least make sure that they are always up to date with their payments, don't ask for um, refunds and don't constantly have, um, you know, what's it called? Like payment defaults and all of that, then making sure that you're that client as well. It's not really in integrity for you to show up and then ask for refunds and your card's never working and going and going through this whole process. You're probably going to receive the same with your own clients there too. So for me, I've always paid upfront in full $100,000. I've paid all that and I've never personally never gone on a payment plan just because I prefer to pay things up in front in full. You don't have to, but I've never asked for a refund or asked my money back. Even if I didn't enjoy a program, I wouldn't ask for my money back because that was my decision and my investment. It's, you know, if I didn't like it, that's fine, but I committed. And so I'm committing to my investment there as well. And I hold the same standards for my clients. And you see, I have really great clients because of the type of client that I am. I have rarely gotten any refund requests or really bad experience with clients because I'm showing up as the client that I expect my clients to show up in as well. I'm a committed, dedicated, and devoted client, and so, so are my clients, right? They are reflecting me. So outside of that, well, also actually when it comes to coaching, other things to think of as well, do you show up to calls? Are you um, active? Are you actually there? Or did you buy the program and then you just kind of disappear, right? Are you committed not just financially, but committed energetically to the program? Are you investing because you want your coach to save you, which is not a great thing to do, or are you investing because you desire for your coach to help expand you, right? You're not putting all the pressure on your coach to get you results because your coach can't get you results. You're the one that needs to practice self-leadership there, right? And so you can expect your clients to do the same. 
When it is outside of coaching, remember you still are a client. And so it's important that you are showing up in integrity, right? Are you the type of person who, you know, maybe um, you receive something in the mail. I used to do a little bit of customer service in my old job. And oh my goodness, there were some of the rudest people ever. We had a no refund policy because it was uh, like an intimate product and some people would just absolutely go berserk. And it was just crazy and how you know rude it really felt for these people to just project and unload all of their crap onto you. And so especially from that experience, it really taught me that no matter who you are dealing with, to be nice and actually the nicer you are, you know, the better results that you're probably going to get. So now, for example, when I receive an item and maybe it's faulty or broken or needing an exchange, I'll be super, super nice about it. It's actually the phone I have now. Um, it's a really expensive case that I bought. I dropped it once and it already started to break and I was pretty, you know, not happy since it was an expensive case. So I just messaged them politely. Hey, um, you know, I'm just letting you know that I bought this and after one time, like not, it was less than a month, it's starting to break. Um, I'm a little, little bit disappointed, but is there anything you could do about it? Super polite. And they sent me an entire case um, for free to replace that, right? You don't need to be super angry in order to receive the result. The energy which you do something is energy which you get to receive it back. So that's an example of how do you expect your clients to show up, the type of emails you're getting, the type of DMs you're getting, the type of communication that you're getting with your clients, do you communicate in that way? So when you go to the gym, even when you go shopping, are you nice to the cashier, to the people, right? What type of client are you? Do you tip or do you constantly ask for discounts? Just noticing where your energy is at because that is also going to reflect back to you inside of your own coaching containers and with your clients there as well. So that is really what I wanted to talk about today. If you have any questions about that, let me know. But it's really all about um, making sure that you are embodying the type of things that you want to attract. And if it's not just the client, are you embodying the type of partner that you desire to attract? Are you embodying the wealth that you desire to attract? And noticing as well that how you perceive others is often how you perceive yourself. So one thing for me is, you know, other people's pricing. I celebrate coaches who charge crazy prices, $100,000, a million dollars. I think it's absolutely amazing and expansive. I never go out there and say, this is utterly ridiculous because you can charge whatever you want. The moment you say this is too expensive is you're trying to put a worth on what money is, that this is worth only X amount where money is energy and there's no such thing as the amount of that money is worth right? Um, I bought programs which were four self-study modules and it was 2000 US dollars and I paid that in full and I thought it was totally worth it. So it's all really up to your perception there. Um, when you see other women celebrating their money or their milestones, if you feel jealousy and if you feel envy and if you feel like that's not okay and they're showing off, that's really nothing to do with them, but it's reflecting back to you how you feel about yourself. Your inability to celebrate another woman's success success is going to affect your ability to actually achieve success. So everything is in relationship. If you can't receive outside of your business, how can you receive in your business? If you can't experience pleasure outside of your business, how can you experience pleasure in your business? Everything is a mirror. And if we're able to really look closely and examine and say, hey, maybe this is reflecting something back towards me, we're able to come closer to our own truth. 
So Punya says, I've been playing in the quantum for creating a business. I get so many downloads, inspired action, then it feels overwhelming because I'm not sure which one to follow. Any advice for that? What I believe is come back into the present moment. If you receive something and it's clear and it's potent and the time is now, go and take that. I have this with a couple of clients and even for myself, sometimes it can get overwhelming, especially if you have so many ideas and codes and downloads and steps that you want to take. But in this now moment, which one is most calling to you? And a lot of the times you're feeling overwhelmed because you're not taking action. And so it's building up. It's like you've got all these ideas bubbling around and needs to be released. Get into the habit of taking immediate action. So for me, when I download and I receive the code for this course or, you know, a course that's coming through, I'll often launch it within 24 to 48 hours. That's how quickly I get things out. If I have today, I had the download for this live an hour later, two hours later, I'm on this live and I'm here and I'm, I'm sharing this, right? So it's creating that immediate, um, exit point for that energy so remember that ideas and downloads are energy and we are conduits for that energy but we can only kind of hold a certain capacity if you're constantly receiving and you're never releasing then it's going to feel really overwhelming so that's the overwhelm of energy in your system and then you're either going to explode or you're going to burn out because the energy doesn't have a way to channel through you you are purely God's channel, universe's channel, you need to make sure you're channeling. Channeling doesn't mean receiving. Channeling means being a conduit. So receiving and giving, receiving and releasing in all areas of your life, including your business. Your business is a channel for you to receive, for you to respond. Like right now I'm getting your questions and then I'm responding to them. So there's this flow. Same with money. Everything has a cycle. Um, give, receive, release, give, receive, release, right? So same with the season, same with money. You can't just receive money. You need to let it go. Otherwise, it's going to all build up there. And that's also creating scarcity from the hoarding. So everything in your life and a lot of people are either good in one aspect or not so much in the other. So good at receiving, not so good at releasing or giving. Noticing that, especially also in your content as well. Are you good at constantly getting ideas for content, but never going out there? Are you good at creating content and selling, but not good so much at receiving the income or the compensation from your creations? Everything is an energetic intention there. So thank you so much for your questions and thank you for hopping on here. If you have any other questions at all, you can let me know or you can DM me. Today was so incredibly fun and I wanted to let you in on some other ways in which you can play inside of my world. So the next upcoming live program I have is Alchemizing Self-Doubt. This is a masterclass that is going to be held next week and is all about a reclamation of your own self. Trust. One of the biggest questions I get about the quantum is how can I stay in this beautiful energy of self-trust, right? How can I make sure that I hold this energy of embodiment and not get in these sticky cycles of I believe so much and I'm on the top of the mountain and then next minute you crash and you you know everything's starting to just absolutely break down and if you lost that self-doubt. We're going to be going through an embodiment practice on how you can actually um, move through and transform 
transmute the energy of doubt into something else and quantum leap into um, your next level. <laughs> You're so welcome, everybody. The other program that I have that I wanted to share with you guys is my Quantum Collective. So this is my year-long program for entrepreneurs who really want to master quantum energetics. So we have monthly masterclasses, monthly guest healing sessions, and a monthly hot seat coaching call. And you get support to get to be supported by me for an entire year. Right now, when you join, you get access to a portal of pre-recorded masterclasses, healing sessions, and Q&As you can dive straight into. And Alchemizing Self-Doubt, the masterclass, is included in there as well. So both of these programs are currently open Open. If you want to join any of them, then you can either head to the link in my bio or DM me. I'd absolutely love to see you there. If you are brand, brand new to quantum, make sure you check out my quantum attraction masterclass. This is my number one best-selling masterclass all on quantum physics 101. So thank you so much today. I really hope you guys all enjoyed it and I'll be uploading this as a podcast episode. All right. Bye everyone. <laughs>